Welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained, and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. If you want to learn useful, practical how-tos of weight loss, exercise science, nutrition, or just how to optimize your time in the gym and life, this show is for you. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Project Fitness Podcast. Today I am sitting down with two special people. Today I'm sitting down with two friends of mine that I've actually had the privilege of working with over the last few years. We're sitting down with a functional strength coach with a background in neuroscience and dance, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and a podcast host of How Do You Feel, which is a phenomenal podcast. I was a guest. I enjoyed my time. She has worked with professional sports teams where she developed cognitive programs to optimize performance of youth and professional athletes. Ladies and gents, the yin to Ben's yang and the most calm voice on the internet, Casey Zavaleta. Welcome, Casey. And Wow, what an intro. Thank you for that. Uh, don't don't get too excited. That's kind of all I got, actually. Um, there's not much more to come. <laughs> and then our second guest is an award-winning presenter from the UK with a diverse background in fitness. He's trained athletes from MMA sports, boxing, Aikido, other sports like cricket. And I have no idea what board diving is. I hope you're going to tell me what board diving is. He has taught for the largest health and fitness training provider in Europe and has been published in multiple UK magazines. Uh, I don't know what age category um, or the centerfolds, whatever. UK's leading expert in power club training, ladies and gentlemen, the hardest working man in show business, Ben McDonald. Hey! <laughs> board diving? Board diving? Have you never seen like high board diving? Like isn't in the pool? Like in the pool? Isn't that diving? That's, yeah, high board diving, yeah. I, I just thought it was called diving. I didn't know there was a term like board diving. That is diverse, yeah. you know, you got one athlete who's punching people in the face and the other one's in his speedo doing backflips off the high dive. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? That's actually a little misleading um, because that was me who competed in all those sports. You in the speedo. <laughs> yes. I was. Uh, I used to do high board diving and uh, and all that sort of stuff. I've never trained anybody for high board diving, but I used to compete. So it's uh, wow, yeah. wow. I want next time we're at a hotel for a course and we go swimming. I want to see some moves. <laughs> well, thank you so and much. That was when I was about sixteen and about hundred pound lighter, mate. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's a small. <laughs> that's a small adjustment. You'll be fine. Well, thanks for taking the time to jump on the podcast today. And our focus is. We are going to be talking to people in the fitness industry who want to upskill their education. And if they have done that before through the DTS fitness education programs, they have sat in on, on hearing you two talk about what you're teaching, but I don't think they really know who you both are. So I'm going to ask a few questions individually and how you got into fitness because everyone has a, has a unique story of, of why they were drawn to fitness and then actually led them into being like an educator. So Casey, would you tell people how you got into fitness? Yeah, I would love to. So as you mentioned, I have a pretty extensive background in dance. So that was kind of my movement vocabulary for a very long time. And I was not someone who went to the gym uh, until much later in life. When I originally got into fitness, I got into fitness as a client. And I got into it for very different reasons than I now continue to engage in fitness. I don't want to say that they were the the wrong reasons because I don't want to label things as right and wrong, but I got into fitness to lose weight and to change my body. And when I first started as a trainer, I was actually in the midst of going through a personal eating disorder. So it was an interesting way to sort of enter and my professional development very much followed my personal development as far as like as time went on. I can now say that I've gotten to a point where I engage in fitness for reasons that have nothing to do with my body and that have everything to do with my physical and mental well-being. I've done a lot of work on healing sort of my relationship with my body and my body image and realizing that the primary reason to engage in fitness is not to 
lose weight and you don't necessarily have to be smaller. I just place so much value on that in the beginning. So when I think about sort of what's most important to me in fitness and the messages that I want to get out to people, I just love reframing the reason that people engage in fitness. I think we have clients that come to us initially a lot of times with, I want to lose weight. I want to change my body. I want to look this certain way. Those goals are not wrong, but fitness can do so much more for you in your life. So much more that I believe is so much more important. And then, and the ways that I've learned that it can enhance my life and my relationships and my happiness and fulfillment. Like that's what I like to talk about. And yeah, I think, I think when I just look at the industry, I think we're going to talk about the industry a little bit and the, what we see as the future of the industry. But I just want to get away from all this talk about lose weight in this amount of time and, you know, get booty gains. And I, I think that our focus can be in, in so much better of a place. And I've lived it and I understand the struggle, the struggles that come with that. Obviously, everyone's story is different, but that's been my evolution in fitness. And then recently, obviously, having landed with DTS Fitness Education, which is my dream job to be a fitness educator now. You say it might be a little bit different, but I think it's actually very similar to a lot of people who get into the gym to start off. They want to change something about them. I think more women want to lose, more when men want to get bigger. Ben, okay. yeah. what's your story of getting in? Did, did you want to lose? You want to get bigger? How, how did you fall, find fitness or how did fitness find you? Uh, mate, do you know what? It was, uh, it was absolutely nothing like that. Um, the reason that I people sort of say to me, Chris, wow, you've done so many different sports and this and competing in so many different things. I say, yeah. Um, the main reason for me, believe it or not, and this is not a downer, this is just how it goes. Uh, my dad was more interested in going to the pub than he was in spending time with me. So what I wanted to do, I was always looking for something that I could do that would interest me dad. So he would come and actually watch me participate and compete in different sports, um, which I never did. <laughs> so that's why I've done loads of, loads of different ones. Well, he wasn't into the, the board diving? <laughs> oh, yeah, listen, you'd have to meet me, Dad. You know what I mean? It would yeah. be it would be highly embarrassed to go and watch anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it, that was the original sort of thought process. Um, but the, the main driver behind me getting into the industry as a, a, a trainer and a coach was uh, my granddad, who was a PTI in the paratroop regiment in the army. So he was a fit guy he, and he did lots of different things like water ski, like ton, just tons of different stuff. And he was a, a real driver and guiding light in my life. Um, and he sort of was a very inspirational person to me. Uh, real sort of man's man, very much like old school, manners maker for the man and all this and the other. Um, and family oriented, uh, which which in my sort of family, <laughs> my my father was not really like that. So uh, he was a driver in my life and he sort of guided me into that into that area. And he loved boxing, like he loved it. So, uh, yeah, so it was just interesting. I'd come in at night and he'd be there with me gran, not fighting her, but watching boxing on the TV, do you know what I mean? And you'd, you'd see him, he'd be like ducking and weaving. And I was like, this is great, you know what I mean? So it was, uh, he, was a, he was a driver for me getting into the industry. You get into the industry, Casey, you just said that you landed your dream position. I don't know if your dream position was to work for DTS or was it to, to, to work in fitness education? How did you get on board with, with DTS? Yeah, I said dream job because I first came to DTS as a student and immediately from taking DTS level one, I imagined myself as an instructor for DTS. So it was sort of this kind of far off thing that I thought about, but didn't ever know if it would happen. So that's why I call it the dream job because now having landed here, it, I just feel so thankful that, that that's sort of been the path. Um, I also feel such a connection to the, the purpose and what we do. And at DTS, we talk about longevity and pain-free living for everyone. To me, that's why I want to be an advocate for fitness. I want everyone to experience better physical and mental health to, to live a more fulfilled life. And so just being able to show up and talk about that, something that just like 
it really speaks to me, right? And I that's what I want for my closest friends and family to be able to spread that. That's why I call it my dream job and and specifically the skills of being able to put together a course and um, do some social media stuff with DTS, like all of those skills and stuff are also just so fun for me. So that's why I, that's why I say that. Ex- exercise is the cheapest drug out there. And, and when you said, I want all my friends and family to experience it, I was like, I know exactly what you mean. Because we all want people, because we, we enjoy it. We want people in our circles to enjoy it as well. So being able to work with so many people and then have it trickle down, I, I understand where you're coming from. Now, Ben. Yeah, what, movement what, what, movement what about, is medicine, right? Yeah, move, yeah, good way to put it. Movement is medicine. Ben, how did you get on board with, uh, with DTS? You lose a bet? <laughs> I was in education back in the UK. And I'd done a lot of stuff like done some presenting, blah, 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 in different places and all that type of stuff. And then uh, when I came over to Canada, I had a very clear, very clear thought process as to where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. You're not from so Canada? I came over to Canada. No, believe it or not, I know I like a proper lost my accent and everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm from Manchester originally. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was... Um, I came over to Canada. Actually, it was funny because a friend of mine, I said to him, um, he's called Ander. I said, hey, Ander. I said, I'm thinking about going to Canada. I said, "Um," I said, you don't know anybody in Canada, do you? And he went, do you know what? He said, I do actually. He said, I know somebody who owns a couple of gyms. He said, I'm going on holiday with him next uh, next month. He said, give me your CV, your resume. He said, "I'll, I'll give it him. I said, great. I said, that'd be fantastic, mate. And it was Patch. (laughs) <laughs> he was patchy he was going on holiday with he owns a couple of gyms so he personally <laughs> resume uh, to patch and then it, of course it filtered down and then i walked into the gym they must have thought what is like looked at the resume looked at me and been like what is this about anyway so um i had a very clear sort of structure i wanted to come over uh, uh start as uh, as a pt build my business up get back into education. So I wanted to get into um, teaching for good life uh, at the GLPTI level. And then also I wanted to present, I wanted to present under my own name, mm-hmm. which is a difficult thing to do. Like if you've ever presented at conventions and stuff, a lot of the time it's under a banner of uh, of uh, a company or something like that, which I managed to do. I presented at, uh, at Camfit Pro under my own sort of name, got into GLPTI, uh, started teaching there, which was fantastic. Um, and then Kev was um, sp- looking to do a little bit of work in the UK, funnily enough. So I sort of emailed, like, I just email everybody, right? I'm like, bam, 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 like nonstop. So he, he must have just been like, I'm going to have to meet this guy. So I actually met Kev down at Square One in Mississauga. We're having a coffee and a bit of a chat and all this that, and the other. And then I started, uh, we, Kev likes to say we started dating, you know, um, <laughs> like delivering some courses on a weekend while still training. And then I was doing GLPTI training, fitness management, flame, like teaching for DTS. It was like full on. And then uh, luckily came on board uh, full time. What I say, four years ago, something like that. Um, but yeah, so that's how I sort of got into education back in the UK, but then also uh, education and DTS in Canada. So coming from the UK with an education background, I'm sure you probably noticed there's some differences here in Canada, which leads me to my next topic I want to talk about. How is teaching adults different than if you were to teach kids? Casey? Yeah, I think that the biggest differentiating factor is that adults learn in context. So if you can relate the information to something that they experience on a regular basis, something that they experience in daily life, it's much more powerful. If we can relate exercise, for example, to the things that they do in their life as they sit down on a chair, as they reach above their head to take something from the cabinet, like people, it it makes these connections for Mm -hmm. adults um, in, in a much more powerful way. So being able to sort of put things into that context and lay out examples that are really going to speak to people, I think has been the biggest thing that I've learned as I've uh, gotten into educating with adults. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ben? I think for me, there's two things. When it comes to 
education um, and the way it differs for uh, for adults as opposed to children. Like, I agree 100% with what Casey's saying, uh, but then also you've got to take a layered approach. Like, you cannot just bombard people with information. You've got to layer it up and layer it up nice and easy in manageable pieces that people can absorb, especially when you're dealing uh, with adult learners. And then also what you've got to do is, um, as far as with, with adult learners, especially kids do not care. Kids do not care what they look like in front of other. They, they be dancing. They doing all sorts of stuff. Like they do not care what the mates think about them when, they, when they're little kids. Adults, totally different population. Adults very much care about the way they're perceived by people. Mm -hmm. So that can create a barrier to education and barrier to learning. So what I like to say is, if you are embarrassed when you come on a DTS course, please do not be. Because I will be the most embarrassing person in the room. And I have no problem with it, do you know what I mean? So we have a laugh and we have a joke and, um, and we just create the environment where it's actually there. It doesn't really matter, you know what I mean? If you get something wrong, it doesn't really matter how other people perceive you. We always say, have a growth mindset, you know? You'd end up, if it was the worst thing that can happen, you get it wrong, you know what I mean? That's it, and then you learn. So I think we've got to, uh, as Casey said, in context, layer it up, but then forget about the how other people perceive you to be uh, as an adult learner. I think it's, that's, a, that's a hurdle for people. But uh, yeah, my wife always says to me, why do you do that? Like I'll show her a video, I'll say, look, I'll be laughing. I'll say, look at this video that I made. And she'll be like, why do you do that? That is really embarrassing. And I'm like, I don't care. You know what I mean? So it's just there. Uh, it tends to put people at ease. Yes, you definitely won that award there, Ben. The most embarrassing guy in the room. But you're 100% right. And being being alongside the two of you in class situations, Ben, when you act like that, some people feel at ease. Some people don't. But Casey, when you do your thing, you make people feel at ease too. So in the beginning, I made the little joke that you're the yin to the yang, but you two actually complement each other so well in a classroom setting where, Ben, you, you, you make people feel at ease with jokes, comfort. And then, Casey, when you talk to people, like you've, you've got a great voice. You have a, such a calm voice on the DTS level one and then on your habits course. It's very easy to understand and hear you. Right. And I think you two work very well together. And as as an adult myself, learning from the two of you, I can I can I appreciate both aspects of it. Where Thanks, Chris. It's a bit questionable, a bit questionable on whether you're an adult or not, but <laughs> just gonna say just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so. Well, I mean I, I I've taught kids. Ben, you're absolutely right. They don't care what they do, they don't even know what they're learning. You just say memorize this and spit it out and they're good to go. I've been in a course and I've heard someone just spit things out with no context. It has nothing to do with what we're supposed to be. And I'm like, why are we even talking? Like, this has nothing to do. So, Casey, when you were saying that courses are taught with context for people to understand why are we using it, makes total sense. And then, Ben, with, with, with your way, also makes sense, too. The future of the fitness industry has had a bit of a change in the last 12 months. We're right around the, the one-year mark, eh? It was about a year ago. I think the last time I taught a live course was about a year ago uh, last weekend. Yeah, it was when we were in, yeah, we were in Toronto. It was a barbell course. That was the last time I taught a live course for around 12 months. It's changed. <laughs> the industry has changed dramatically. Um, how has it changed on your end, Ben, for you, and then Casey, for you? Um, well, obviously, we, we have no live courses running right now. Um, hopefully, that's going to change quite rapidly. Uh, but we we... we and people say pivot and all this, whatever terminology you want to use. We sort of check, we, we did a, we did a left turn and then uh, that, yeah, that's left. We did a left turn and, uh, and put all the courses in, into a virtual format, which was, which is challenging. It, it was challenging for me personally. I crave connection. Mm -hmm. I love it. Like just to be in the same room as people just energizes me, just is such a, um, and getting to know people and having a crack and, just having a laugh with people is what I thrive on. So that personally for me was a very, uh, it's been difficult. It's been difficult. Um, I, I know for a lot of other people, it's been difficult as well. Uh, as far as like having to change industry, like people have bought out of the fitness industry and um, gone 
down other career, uh, career paths because they've had to. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I'm going to edge my bets a little bit here, right? So the future of the fitness industry could be a virtual and live client-based approach to training where people have really enjoyed training at home and they want to continue to do that. Fantastic. But there will always be a certain amount of people who are like, do you know what? I cannot get motivated at home. I love going to the gym. I want to get back to it. So they're going back to the gym. So it may be a, a combination of the two, virtual and live. What I think, and this is a fingers crossed type approach as well, is we're setting ourselves up for coming out of the Great Depression, mm -hmm. right? Like the roaring 20s and all this and the other, when everything just went, Oof! and everything just went crazy because people had been sort of in this very restricted environment for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. so what we could see is a huge influx of members coming back to gyms because don't forget you've got people who've been out of action for an extended period and then also with everything that's going on one of the um the biggest markers is obesity for mm -hmm. like at, at risk of um things being super serious for you do you see what i mean with like the covid stuff and everything mm -hmm. so people are not only recognizing that you know i need to look after myself which people have always recognised anyway, but maybe it's a little extra incentive. And then you've got the, uh, I need to socialise with people. So it could potentially go one of two ways. I know here's my bets there, right? I know here's my bets, but I'm hoping for the roaring 20s. I'm hoping for a woo, you know what I mean? Well, are, are you aware um, Good Life owns a chain of gyms over in New Zealand? They're not called Good Life, they're called something else. And they opened up like three months ago. Canada's like three months behind. Once they opened up over there, they were overwhelmed. They were overwhelmed with the amount of members and they were like breaking records with new members left and right. More people were joining the gym. And the concept or the idea was once you take away something, everything from me, what do I have left? My health. That's the only thing you can't take away. And then when everything's gone, people sit down and they say, what could I do to enjoy life better? Be healthy. So I, I think you're right. I think things will boom, bump up. And uh, over in Ottawa, where I am now, and we've been open for two weeks, we have seen a, a pretty good increase. And so people are coming back to the gym for sure. Casey, what do you think uh, the future is looking like? Robot trainers? Da, 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 futuristic or what? Our jobs completely replaced by AI. That would be crazy. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, I imagine, don't actually. Can you imagine AI Ben jokes? Oh my goodness. <laughs> They'd probably be about on par, to be fair. I imagine a Zing. delivery delivery worse, but yes. standard of joke. I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding, Ben. I love your jokes. Um, I'm with Ben. I think there's going to be a surge once we're out of this back to like people just craving being in the gym and being live. When I think about more long term for the fitness industry, I think that there's this newfound integration of fitness into people's everyday lives. We've now had to take fitness out of out of the gym environment and we've had to put it into our homes or put it into the into outdoors. And personally, for me, my workouts used to exclusively happen in a traditional fitness space in a gym. Mm -hmm. Now I've got my setup at home. I've got my movement snacks that I can do on, you know, mini work breaks during the day. I'm going out for jogs here and there. Like it just feels like fitness is more integrated into my daily life. Mm -hmm. And I will return to the gym a couple of times a week. So I think this hybrid model is really, we're going to start to see more and more of it. And with the big trends with Peloton, bringing fitness into people's homes, like I just think it's more integrated. And I think that that's a nice thing because it's also paired with this widespread, as you've just said, focus on our health. Mm -hmm. People start to realize we've been a little bit scared and we started to realize, wow, our health is really important here. And we engage in fitness for our health. So um, I think just more integration into people's lives and more people engaging in fitness. Mm -hmm. Now that you say that, I was just going through my head a series of clientele that I have, and I'm like, you're right. They used to, you know, I got clients that picked up skis and they started doing cross country skiing. They never skied before in their life. Now they do it two, three times a week. I've got clients that started running who didn't run before. Um, I had a client buy a pull up bar actually, and they, they sent me a photo. Hey, I got this pull up bar stuff, and I was like, okay, what what what's that for? Like, well, I'm gonna do pull ups at home. 
I said, cool, we, we don't do them in the gym. You can't, like, you can't do a pull-up. <laughs> I was like, well, we're going to try. We got something new to, to try now. But they were just so excited to set something up at their home because they wanted to do some form of fitness. Um, pull-up okay. might not have been the best option, but it was something. We can start with hangs. We can, we can start with something else. They'll get there. <laughs> Personal trainers or strength conditioning coaches who are in the industry, everything is kind of flipped or turned around. What advice would you have for them <clears throat> to come out of this or come out of the Great Depression better equipped, better, better ready for, for fitness? So Ben, what would you recommend or suggest to a, a trainer that's either getting into the business now or they're just coming out of this? Uh, first thing is going to be, when clients come back to the gym or when they start training again, remember their capacity has dropped significantly. <laughs> so don't be like, oh, you know what? We used to do uh, three times your own body weight when you were uh, before you left uh, the gym. Uh, let's just put it back on the bar. You know what I mean? So meet the clients where they're at when they when they come back to the gym. Mm -hmm. Also, what I think, like what I'm, I'm seeing a trend in the fitness industry right now where there's a lot of stuff where if people were to go onto social media, people who were not fitness oriented, right? Who wanted to get into fitness and wanted to potentially look for a trainer. They go online and everything that they see is unattainable. It's crazy. Like the amount of stuff that I see where it's like, if people would look at that and think, I have to be able to walk on my hands. I have to be able to uh, do, I know you're a strength guy, Chris. I have to be able to deadlift three times my own body weight. I have to be able to do X, Y, and Z, all these crazy things that people are doing. I'm not saying, I think it's fantastic that people can do it, but it creates this elitism in health and fitness where people look at it and they go, I, I can, there's no way that I can do that. So it makes it like unattainable. So they sort of step away from it and step back from it. And I think that what we've got to do as an industry is create inclusivity with everybody. Get everybody so that they all feel like, do you know what? I can integrate this into my life, no problem. If it's walking, if it's what, like anything that you can do, it makes no difference. You know what I mean? Anything that you can do right now, your body will, uh, that, you, that you can do, that you're not doing right now, your body will adapt to. So I think we can damage ourselves as an industry by creating this elitism and creating this unattainable vision of health and fitness that people sort of see coming from the health and fitness industry. It's like, it doesn't need to be like that. It's it really, it's pretty straightforward. You know what I mean? Um, the, the, the key thing is if you could integrate it into your habits. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You teed me up. Perfect. <laughs> you want me to hop in here, Chris? Yes, please. Okay. Well, I don't think I don't think I could have choose a better answer than uh, just making sure that the way that you, as a leader in the fitness industry, which all trainers are, the way that you are approaching fitness is inclusive. I just, Ben, I'm so glad that you always bring that issue to the forefront because I think that is the most important thing. This is for everyone. It's not just for the people who can attain these certain standards or look this certain way. Mm -hmm. So I think that is absolutely number one. I think the other thing that I would add when I think of people coming back from COVID and trying to, to integrate their fitness habits back into their lives and also you know, hope maybe get back on track with some eating and sleep habits and other things like that. I think a lot of people's mental health has suffered. I think a lot of people feel like they've taken like 20 steps back in regards to their fitness and potentially their mental well-being in this past year. It's been very challenging. We've had a lot of challenges to face. Mm -hmm. I think if we can help clients to feel successful when they come back in the gym, I think that can be really powerful for people's mental health. They're feeling like, man, I'm going to go back to the gym and I'm not, I will have lost this year of progress or, you know, my, my sleep has been crap. I hear so many people saying that their schedule is just like crazy all over the place. Yeah. So they think, man, like I'm, I'm so off on my schedule. I'm so off on my eating. And this is sort of the frame of mind that they're now 
it's like they're trying to dig themselves out of a ditch right now when they re-enter fitness and re-enter working with you. Can we set tiny goals that clients can hit and they can feel successful with? Because you know when you feel successful with something, that feels good. Like that makes you feel good the rest of the day. That's a dopamine hit that's going to improve your mental well-being because you're going to think, you know what? I got this. I feel successful. So I think helping clients to see the small wins, take those small steps and see the small wins is also going to be so crucial right now because people will be ready to compare to a year ago when we all went into quarantine. And that's just not the standard that we want to have. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's the only thing I would add, but I really love the inclusivity piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you're, you're both bang on. And when you talk about taking a year off, I mean, for some people, you know, it's close to a year off when a lot of our clients might take a week off to go down south, maybe two or three weeks in the summer. But I mean, a full 10 or 12 months, like your, your body is going to be completely different when you come back to the gym. And Ben, when you talk about, um, you know, being inclusive, I'll get messages sometimes when people will say things like, would you take me on as a client, even though I'm not as strong as your other clients? I'm like, are you what is going on here? Why would, why would someone think that? I'm like, it's my job to help people. I'll take anyone who wants help, right? But you're right. The, the social media has actually put out these false, what do you say, unattainable, unattainable expectations. And, and Casey, what you were saying about those, those small, tiny little, little habits and, and successful and tiny wins, I think if you're a trainer and you're in the industry and your clients are coming back, hey, you showed up today, celebrate it, Air 5, Mask 5, whatever you want, but but the small little things to build a little bit of momentum. Now, you have a little bit of a background in this, Casey, with your habits course. So I was very um, lucky to be uh, a participant on the first one that you offered. So for anyone listening right now, can you just give them a, a blip of how the course actually operates and you know what they could expect from it? Yeah, I would love to. We believe that DTS Habits Coach fills a gap, a skill gap in the industry. Changing behaviors is hard. And if you're a trainer, or I'm sure people have experienced this personally, if you're a trainer and you've tried to help your clients to change up some of their eating habits or change up their sleep habits or the way that they engage in relationships, it, it's a big challenge. It's not about just knowing what to do. It's not about just knowing what would be healthy to eat and knowing what would be enough sleep or good for your sleep schedule. So this course gives trainers a system that teaches them how to help their clients to improve those habits. How do we implement that knowledge into our lives in a way that is going to be sustainable? So everything at DTS, which Chris, you know very well, everything at DTS is built on a system. So we take you through a three-step system that shows you how do you have one thing that you focus on and then how do you integrate it into your life how do you track it? How do you make sure it's going to be sustainable? And then we layer on the next pieces. So the way the course runs, it's a virtual format because as Ben mentioned, everything is online and virtual right now. So it's a five-week course. We have weekly webinars and then there are online uh, modules and videos that you watch in between. And one of the best pieces of our virtual courses are that we do submissions and we have instructors that provide personalized feedback on those submissions. So that's a component of the course as well. Yeah. Biggest thing though, the biggest thing that DTS Habits Coach does is it helps you, it teaches you how to improve your clients' habits because many trainers, most trainers don't have a system for that and it's a big challenge. Mm -hmm. That is a major difference in the industry with the DTS courses and the, the systems that are in play. Um, that are just, Sometimes we, we take courses and people are presenting. Here's information, yeah. here's information. And you walk out, we all say the same thing. Man, that girl was smart. That guy was smart. What are you going to do on Monday? <laughs> Go back to my note, maybe. But the fact uh, of the systems that are in place and how, Ben, you mentioned earlier on about layering for adult education Sometimes it, it seems almost too simple, right? When you look at it, you're like, oh, this is piece by piece. This actually seems just too simple. It can't be too good. But DTS is all about the foundation, right? The basics and mastering the basics. I, I enjoyed your course specifically because I was using that with some hard clients. I'm pretty good with the standard. But every now and then you get those really difficult clients. And then I just remember being like, okay, 
let's let's go with this. We're gonna go here. We're gonna go here. We go here. And give me a rating. And then once I was able to to show them some of the stuff, and then I said, just try the small tiny. That's it, Chris. You just want me to do one thing. That's it. Just do one thing. And then next thing you know, they would come in and they would they would do the simple thing because I was asking them to do maybe like five. But I took stuff from your course and it made some pretty impactful results on my hard clients that were, were struggling the most, which I was like, this is good stuff. Nice. That's awesome to hear. I love it. Yeah. Uh, ben, you're kind of like the head of the level one. I don't know actually who the head of level one is anymore, but um, could you talk about the level one course that DTS offers? Uh, yeah, no problem, mate. I think uh, <clears throat> you and Casey have both said it. Um, <clears throat> DTS level one is about the fundamental components, the foundation of everything that you're going to build in the health and fitness and wellness industry. So I think, uh, as you said, Chris, people look and go, it can't be that easy. Everybody's looking for all these different things like supplement this and do this and do this. In DTS level one, it's like, let's look at the breath. How do we assess it? How do we retrain it? Can we assess um, how sensitive they are to carbon dioxide? 100%, bum, bum, bum. Like in a step-by-step approach, you start with assessments and you move through a seven-step system all the way through to uh, reassessment and homework for the client, getting the clients buy-in. And we focus on the foundation, like I say, from breath through to human movement, um, and it flows the, It flows from one to the other. DTS into uh, level one into habits coach, habits coach into DTS level one. It just gives you a systemized approach to training. And I think that um, as, Casey, as Casey said earlier, it can empower people because it makes people think, do you know what? Like, I, I could do this. You know what I mean? I can do this stuff. I am successful with health and fitness. Do you see what I mean? Uh, I think sometimes we create that exclusivity again. For trainers, what it does is it gives them the confidence and competence to apply a systemized approach to training. And the system's not ego-driven. That's what I really like about it. Mm-hmm. So it's a seven-step system. But let's say step number one's assessment. We do our own. But Chris, you might go and do another course. And you go, do you know what? I actually really like that assessment. Great. I'm going to put it into step number one. Mm-hmm. You go and do another course. FST, you've done it. You used to teach it. FST, you go, oh, do you know what? I can take some of that and I can drop it into mobility. You might go and do the FRC course with Andrea Ospina and and pop it into stability. Do you see what I mean? So you can take and chop and change and drop things in as you get that little more experience in the industry. And the DTS level one is completely geared around how can the gym improve the client's life? Because that is what it's all about. You know what I mean? It's not about like, I've got 17-inch pythons, blah, 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 all these different things. It's about, do you know what? I can pick my kids up without an issue. You know, I can get on the ground. I can play with my grandkids and I can stand back up again. I can sit down on the toilet and get back up again unaided for my entire life. So it's all of these things um, that really resonate not only with trainers, but with clients as well. So I think it's, when I came over to Canada from from the UK, I did DCS level one. And I genuinely thought, wow, this is a game changer. Do you know what I mean? And it sort of resonated with me. And that's why I uh, I sort of started dating Kev. <laughs> <laughs> did I ever uh, did I ever tell you how I started dating Kev? Um, so I took the level one when it used to be a two-part course. There was like part one and part two. And some buddies from, from the gym took the part one and I didn't. And they came back and I'm like, what? what is going on? What are you, what is this stuff? And they told me, and I said, well, I, I got to get in on this. And so I, I emailed, uh, I don't think Lisa was even a part then. I think I was emailing Kevin and I'm like, can I take this? You got to do the part one first. I'm like, can I do part two, then part one, and then to part two again? He's like, whatever. So I, I took part two instead of the part one. And then, um, and then I got some FST. And I'm like, what is this now? And then I'm like, when's the next FST course available? And the next one available, they weren't taught in Canada. It was in Miami, and it was like a month later. And it just so happened to be the day after my wedding. So the next course wouldn't have been for another six months. So I said to my current wife, I said, hey, um, we haven't really booked our we haven't really booked our honeymoon. What do you think about going to Miami? And she's like, oh, uh, yeah. And I said, what do you think about... What do you think about spending all day on the beach and maybe going shopping? 
And she's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, and meet up for dinner? She's like, what? I said, yeah, because there's this course I want to do. And it's like eight to five all day long. And she was supportive. And so my honeymoon was actually spent doing FST. And then when I came back, I was using it in the clubs. And then um, Kevin got word that I was using it um, well. And he just like messaged me. He's like, would you... Would you do a presentation on FST and how it's affected your business? I said, no problem. So I put together a presentation. Um, I had a component of it about flexibility and sex go hand in hand. And I think that was the big seller. And it, it sold out an FST course in like a half hour. Like the presentation was done and people were signing up online. And then and then we started dating a little bit more seriously, me and Kev. Kevin dates a lot of people, huh? Yeah, yeah he, wow. does. he does. He gets he around. <laughs> So with DTS, uh, we got the level one, we got the habits course, and right now you guys got these masterclass courses going on right now with the series. Would one of you like to touch on that and to say what it is for anyone who's listening? Yeah, Kesa, you, you want to jump in, my mate? Sure. We just launched a new masterclass series. So we're holding monthly webinars on topics that we feel are especially relevant in the industry right now. Our promise with every single webinar is we make them interactive, engaging and transformative and what we mean by transformative is we're going to take something that you think you've got and you think you know about and we're going to transform the way that you think about it so it's an ongoing series we've set the prices super low kind of acknowledging what's going on in the world with covid right now so at this point you can get a year's worth of webinars every webinar comes with online support materials um, we give you the recording after you can get a year's worth for 50 bucks at this point. So Chris will give you the link so you can put it in the show notes, but we really feel it's a great way to just support our students in an ongoing way and kind of keep that rhythm with monthly learning. Ben, is there anything I missed with the, the masterclass series? Uh, I don't think so, mate. I think uh, we're just going through the process of getting stuff sort of like um, rubber stamps we can fit pro. So they're also going to be the option for uh, continuing education uh, credits and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I was saying to uh, to some of the guys in the UK, I was like, it's $5 per webinar, which is about, which is less than the cost of a pint of beer. So when you talk to people in the UK, if you sort of relate it, to being like in like an alcoholic beverage type of uh, thing, then they'll be like, oh, right. It's only going to cost me a pint. I'm in. Do you know what I mean? It's a spice uh, like, latte here at Starbucks. A spice latte. That's, that's true. Like Casey said, what's going to happen is that's these 10 webinars over the year. Uh, so we don't run uh, a webinar for a couple of months when things are a little busy for the trainers or um, uh, we, we sort of shut down at certain points of the year. So there's 10 over the 12 months uh, and next year it's going to go, it's going to go up. We're going to sort of uh, level the price out a little bit, but yeah, it's uh, I think they're uh, e excellent value for money. Do you know what I mean? So for some people that listen to this podcast, they're not just trainers. They might just, they must be into exercise. Could someone who's just like really into exercise sign up for these webinars as well? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's uh, fitness enthusiasts mm -hmm. are welcome. Anybody's welcome to come on and listen to uh, any of the topics. They're all they're all going to be relatable to things that you can take away and utilize straight away. If you've done anything with DTS, you know that, uh, as you said earlier, Chris, it's not something where you go, "That was really good." But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go home. I'm going to study the manual. I'm going to like, and then I'll be able to uh, uh, to put it into practice in a month or so. You know, we want to give you stuff where it's going to be boom. You what? You come off the webinar, bam, you're like, I've got something that I can apply directly to my life or a client's life that's going to give them a, a, a beneficial result. You guys did the um, the low back one today, correct? Yeah. What are some of the other um, masterclasses that are there? Which topics are going to be covered? Next one is ground to standing. And we've called it ground to standing. Help, I've fallen and I can't get up. So it's uh, <laughs> because we believe that every client should have the ability to, uh, if they fall down, they should be able to get back up off the ground again. Mm -hmm. We tie it in with uh, an assessment. So there was some Brazilian research done on a ground to standing sequence, which correlated to uh, all-cause mortality. So length of life. Um, yeah, and then we give you strategies that you can implement so that you can retrain the pattern again of, uh, of getting up off the ground. The one after that is going to be 
Sleep, I believe, Casey. I believe sleep. Sleep is a massive area of opportunity. Um, and there's going to be some stuff tied in with sleep and uh, how to look at that through a, a, a habits sort of um, filter as well. I did um, part of the podcast. We do these 10 minute how to's. And the, the most recent one that I just released was was how to improve your sleep. But it's only 10 minutes. It was a couple small, simple things. So obviously we all work together. So um, that masterclass is going to go into the details of some of the small pieces I already touched on. So if anyone listens to this and they listen to the 10 minute how to, then that sleep's going to be a much bigger bang for your buck on that one. As we're getting towards the end here, I know everybody's time is very valuable. So I'd like to ask or leave you with a couple questions here. First off, do you guys think Kevin really reads all those books? I mean, every time he's, I just see more and more books I, I I don't. I'm just just saying. Just Listen, that's a flaming wallpaper, right? That's a background, <laughs> and I keep like. He, but what he started doing is, I was like, it's a flaming background, and on the webinars, I'm like, it's not even real. So what he does now is instead of having the books on the desk, right, where he just picks them up and and shows them like that, I recommend this book. He says. Oh, I think I've left it on the bookcase. <laughs> so then he could turn around and actually pull a book off the bookshelf and be yeah. like, <laughs> you know, to show that it is real. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't think he reads them all. Yeah, same. A serious question is because you two are both educators, sometimes I might ask a trainer, I might say, you know, what's the one moment or what's the one client that you, you felt your purpose was there? Has there ever been a moment as an educator where you were, you just sat back and you said, yeah, this is why I do this, where you had a great connection with someone or a success story with a student. Whoever wants to go first can go. <laughs> ben, does a specific one come to mind for you? I've got a couple that pop into my head. Um, no, I just, I have something, literally, every single course that gets delivered, every single time. I walk off a course and I'll be like, and that, is why I love doing this. Do you know what I mean? Literally every single time that I, that I teach a course. So there's, there's nothing really where I can say, oh, do you know what? This one time, it, it, there's nothing really like that. Mm -hmm. I give up. I get the same, the same feeling in every single course um, straight across the board. So, yeah, I, I just think every single time, Chris, I just think, this is why I love to do what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think for me, I I think to habits coach a little bit because that's the course I've been most intimately involved with and had some like a heavier hand in in creating it. But just you know, the couple people that say already in these couple of weeks because it's a it's a five-week course right already in these couple of weeks these are the ways in which this is impacting my life personally and how this is transforming the way that i approach training with my clients if if one person says that if one person sends that message that's it right everything all the work everything that we've poured into this is is a hundred percent worth it so i think I think I'm similar to Ben, like there are a couple that stand out, but luckily for us, like we have this job where that's not a huge anomaly, which I just think is, is so cool and I'm so grateful for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not many careers out there you can wake up every day and ev every day you're making someone's life more positive, you know, better. And I, 100% I, mate, I think, do you know what? I think if you, if you find something, Chris, where you can literally stand behind the vision statement of the company and just look at it and go, that's cool. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is cool. And I'll give you a prime example of it. A prime example. Everyone's struggling right now. Everyone's struggling straight across the board. Like the health and fitness industry has been hit hard. That's all the trainers and education as well. And I remember the opportunity came up to teach an FST course. And we sat down as a company and it would have been so easy to just say, yeah, we'll teach the course. And we sat down and we all spoke about it and just said, listen, does that fit longevity and pain-free living for everyone? Is that the right thing to do? Looking at it through that filter. And every single person just looked at each other and just said, it's not the right thing to do. And for me, I was like, that is 
living and breathing it. That is a proper vision that you can get behind. And I think it's super cool, mate. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're all, we're, we're all lucky. We get to change people's lives every day. And today is the only time this has ever happened where all three of us got to sit down and actually talk a little bit more about ourselves as well as with DTS. So based on that, I really appreciate you two taking the time. So formally, I would like to just say thank you for being on the Project Fitness Podcast. I will link all that information in the show notes for anybody that is listening. And then just lastly, any words of advice or closing remarks or a Ben joke or a Casey joke you would like to leave um, leave with today? Casey, do a joke. Casey, do a joke. <laughs> I only know yours. <laughs> well, do one. I want to see you sort of deliver one. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you call? Wait, wait, wait. I got to get my, uh, my delivery. <clears throat> What do you call a cow with two legs? What? Lean beef. (laughs) (laughs) She did the lean. That's the best part. (laughs) (laughs) Not my area of expertise, everyone. (laughs) That was brilliant. I love it. We'll leave the jokes to Ben. (laughs) I I think it was better. I think we got a new we got a new joke teller for the level one course. Ben, <laughs> ben, any final marks for any of our listeners? Uh, guys, keep your heads up, keep your chins up. It, like we're coming to the back end of it now. Like we, there's nothing more certain. I can see the end on the horizon, and it's coming. And we're almost there. It's like the finish line. We're almost there. Just dig deep, and we will. Uh, we're in it together. You need anything? Reach out. Like reach out to me personally. I'm more than happy to. Uh, so put my email address in with uh, with Chris in the show notes. And if you need anything, please reach out. A little advice, a little support, whatever you need. Uh, I'm here to facilitate your success. I don't think I've ever heard, I don't think I've ever heard anyone within the DTS family that was not overly helpful. Overly helpful. And that is not something we see in the industry that often. So I feel very privileged to actually get to be part of this team and to get to work with two of you. I've never come out of a course as an instructor, not learning. And I'm an instructor. So I appreciate you too. And thank you for taking the time to sit down on the Project Fitness Podcast. And I hope we get to see each other in person sooner than later. Cheers, Chris. Thanks a lot for taking the time, mate. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Chris. Bye. And... Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. If you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people, please share this podcast with them. And a reminder, we will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. And thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it.